1: as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm
2: presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, today we're talking a little bit about traditional male Focused retailers. I came across an article not too terribly long ago in the Los Angeles Times talking about uh, retailers really catering to women, trying to fight back against big box outlets. Specifically, we're talking about True Value stores. Um, the, true Value has decided to remodel their hardware stores. They really want them to be bigger, brighter, and much more organized in order to appeal to women. You know, we women, we know what we like when we walk into a retail environment, and if we don't like what we see within the first 30 seconds to a minute, we walk right back out, and you know it's true, right? Well, True Value certainly figured that out. In fact, they're using their corporate-owned store as kind of a test lab, if you will. Uh, they're really trying to combat Lowe's and the Home Depot, both of which, of course, have taken on women and won with them. Lowe's led the way about 10 years ago, trying to make their stores cleaner and more organized, and Home Depot followed with a little bit of a more uh, female-friendly home, if you will. Home decorating. They were doing a lot of those um, do-it-yourself workshops for women. And of course, they've added the Martha Stewart living paints and closet organization kits and cleaning supplies. So really, really going after that female dollar. True Value doesn't want to be left out of that. And, And they've actually revamped their headquarters to really look a lot More like, say, a Lowe's or a Home Depot, only as you would imagine, True Value would say, only better. They've got wider aisles, brighter overhead lights, um, an expanded assortment of decorative doorknobs and drawer pulls, and, of course, a paint store right when you walk in. Um, The format was actually unveiled at a dealer show in 2007. 105 of two values, more than 3,500 stores were converted, and they're actually going to um, increase that new format store by another 175 by the end of this year. Now, what's really interesting to me is that this is paying off from a sales aspect. The remodeled stores, according to True Value, have posted an average 10% increase in revenue. And this is while keep in mind that we had an economy going down the tank. No one's remodeling, no one's doing anything to their house, and yet we've seen these remodeled stores go up 10%. Pretty remarkable. So, just wanted to point that out, too. I found that to be a really fascinating LA Times article, something that we can all keep in mind about retail environments and trying to make them a little bit more female-friendly, they pay off in spades. Well, our purse profile today is the Bumblebag Mama. She's the mother of a newborn in her late 20s or early 30s. She stays at home or works uh, part-time out of the house, making more than $60,000 each and every year. She's very focused on interior design, eating healthy, really focused on her child and reading a lot of parenting magazines. There's more than 2 million of these women in the United States, median age of about 31, college graduates, and and married, um, interested in fashion, seeking quality and value at the same time, very much drawn into stores, seeking bargains. Coupons draw her there, and she shops around for the best price. She's very interested in the arts, creativity, um, putting her family first, really not willing to give up um, time for her family, for anybody else, and really has a huge desire for control and tidiness, as you might imagine, as a mom of young children. Uh, When it comes to brands, she's shopping at Babies R Us, Gap, Build-A-Bear, Pottery Barn, Disney, Michaels, and Express. She's driving a Mini Cooper, a Honda, a GMC, a Subaru, or a Volvo. And uh, she's wearing Ann Taylor, Calvin Klein, BB, Tommy Hilfiger. Now, where can you find this woman? Well, she's reading, as you would imagine, a lot of parenting magazines, Parent Parenting, American Baby, Working Mother, Parents Magazine, Child, along with Marie Claire, Home and Better Homes and Gardens, and In Style. She's watching a lot of cable, like HGTV, Nickelodeon, and Disney Channel, and she's online at Amazon.com, Blockbuster, Barnes and Noble, Disney, eBay, The Weather Channel, iVillage, and Family Fun. Well, we're going global today. In fact, we're taking the show to Britain, and I'm super excited by this. I think this is a first for us to actually go over the pond. My guest today is Justine Roberts. She's the co-founder of one of Britain's most powerful sites, Mumsnet. You may not be familiar with it here in the States, but it's certainly something that you need to be aware of. Mumsnet is 10 years old and, and growing stronger by the day. It's been at the center of that country's last general election. We're going to be talking to Justine about that. And getting the secret behind the site's success, how they've shaken things up across the pond, and maybe some things that we here in the United States can learn from them. More when Purse Strings returns after the break.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: at BruceClay.com $250,000 in cash prizes and all year long revenue share is what you can win when you enter the 2010 Internet Marketing World Cup Competition All competitors are rigorously screened to ensure the best competition and the best possible results. Before you tell others how to make it work for them, prove that your system actually works. Build your reputation in the competition that puts your system to the test and proves you are the best of the best. Sign up at www.internetmarketingworldcup.com that's www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. Registration and soon. So put your system to the test today. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. Want to learn what it takes to drive truckloads of targeted traffic, convert the highest percentage of leads, and make the most money? Welcome to the internet marketing radio show that exposes the latest methods, systems, and strategies that actually work in today's online environment. Get the unbiased truth from real marketers, industry pioneers, and trendsetters. Traffic. Leads. Money. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman.
2: Here's your host, Maria Ritan. And welcome back to First Strings. I'm thrilled today to have with me Justine Roberts, the co-founder of one of Britain's most powerful sites called Mumsnet. Justine, welcome to the program. Hi, Maria. Very excited to have you. Um, you know, I was sharing a little bit about Mumsnet at the top of the show. You've been around for ten years, which I would imagine—that's uh, you know—that's quite a long time when you think about the lifespan of a site. Tell us a little bit about Mumsnet and why you chose to co-found it a decade ago.
3: Well, it's true, Maria. We're sort of in internet years. We're probably a bit doddery and past it. But um, we—the um, the inspiration for Mumsnet was a was a family holiday with my... I took my one-year-old twins on a a holiday to... It was our first big holiday... Vacation, I should say, shouldn't I, away with our our twins. And we went to a so-called family-friendly resort. It was in Florida, actually. And it turned out to be anything but, very child-on friendly and all the parents were sitting down around the pool bemoaning their luck um, and I thought wouldn't it have been nice to know about this before we left and there's this great new thing called the internet and wouldn't that be a good place for for us to pull that kind of information before we go and um, waste our precious money and time. So uh, that was the inspiration. Um, Like many I think business ideas it comes from personal experience and Uh, And uh, I, I wasn't really an expert as such in the internet, but um, I thought um, let's make something that's useful to me, and if it's useful to me, hopefully it would be useful to other people.
2: Well, and I would say that you were absolutely right. I think you struck gold with that notion, Justine, because clearly you have fond followers of Mumsnet. In fact, I think you've called them Mumsnetters, which I just I love that I love that name. Can you describe your your typical fan?
3: It was, um, we, we certainly didn't coin the phrase letters, it was the Mumsnetters themselves that came up with that description. Um, <laughs> like many things on Mumsnet, it's it's user-led and user-generated and we see ourselves really as facilitators, providers of a platform for these amazing women to um, take the thing forward which is what they do every day really.
2: Well, and they do don't they this become quite the community a, a way for women to share ideas and thoughts and best practices and do you, if you have a typical mum's netter as they've self proclaimed themselves what who would she be is is there such thing as a typical mums netter
3: um, well first of all, I don't think there is one really because um you know when you have so many women um in a community. It's impossible to stereotype them. But I do think there are some, you know, values around the site that certain women relate to. Um, I think there is a level of intelligence and wit on Mumsnet that perhaps you wouldn't find in every media um, out there. And um, in a sense, that becomes a bit self-selecting. I mean, clearly, there are no barriers to entry. It's the internet. We don't have rules and regulations. You don't have to have qualified qualifications to join but you probably need to feel comfortable Uh, and the level of discourse is probably um, you know more intelligent than average and um, certainly people like to share a joke and there is a lot of wit about the place so I think your typical mum setter is probably reasonably intelligent and and can share a laugh and that's probably about all I can say.
2: Well, I think those are all wonderful things to be able to say that your Mumsnetters have in common. You know, here in the United States, and I, I'm sure you're, you're vastly familiar with some similar sites like Cafe Mom and, of course, Baby Center, which plays on a global stage. What, what sites do you consider to be Mumsnet's current competitors, if you want to call them competitors?
3: Well, it, you know, it's funny. I'm often asked that. Is there a, an equivalent in the States? Um, and I think there are amazing, brilliant um, sites in the States, but I'm not sure there's anything quite the same in the sense of um, the, I mean, Mumsnet combines the community with a uh, a kind of campaigning arm to it, Um, and I think um, women really feel ownership of the brand, and as you've already said, they call themselves Mumsnetters, and they have a lot of control about the direction the site takes the advertisers we all deal with, the type of commercial activity we'll get involved with. Um, so I think the users are um, a, a real stakeholder in this. Uh, it is a business, but it's a business that to, where its customers produce the content and have a lot of say in the direction of the business. And I'm not sure, you might correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure there's anything quite like that in the U.S.
2: No, I think you're absolutely right. We really do not have anything quite like Mumsnet here in the States. And you talk about the power of the community, and it is quite powerful. You and your co-founder are quite powerful. In the last decade, you've you've kind of created – you've moved out of your home to offices. You've got more than two dozen employees. And you and your co-founder, along with the Mumsnetters themselves, really have influenced your political campaigns, including the very recent um, general election. And, you know, in looking – at, at the site and doing some research on it. You were creating a lot of news during that time. Tell us a little bit about being in the center of that, that political storm, if you will. Yes, I think
3: it, it, it was. Um, it, it began sort of in the beginning of um, the build-up to the election. Our elections are much shorter than yours, and they sort of last. It's more like a six-period than a, than a six-month period of, of campaigning. Um, we noticed that we were being um, approached by all the leaders for them to come on. They were jostling for the space. And I think some of it was to do with um, the the American election that had happened a couple of years earlier and the the sort of rise of the soccer mom. I think Mm -hmm. there was an appetite to see who are Britain's soccer moms. Um, And, of course, Momsnet is both large, and it's full of um, women who are seen to be, um, opinion formers, early adopters, and all those things that advertisers talk about. Uh, in, important women who might influence others at the school gate, um, and I think for that reason um, we were we were courted by all the major political parties and their leaders uh, to come on and address our audience, which they did, um, and to to more or less success, I have to say. Some. Some did it with more aplomb than the others and and in fact the Prime minister came on more than once and did much better second round second time round
2: yeah they uh, it, exactly in fact um, I think the the community kind of rallied around that effort as well and um, it, it sounded like at least that uh, there was a few stumbles along the way by the political um, the the politicians themselves that that must have been, been interesting to have you know repeat visits and, of course, correct themselves because they have kind of stepped in it, if you will, um, in front of all those, all those women, the whole world watching.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a brave thing to do. I think our politicians um, realized for the first time that um, in this election in our country, um, most of the people were using online media as much, if not more, than traditional media. And they had to get involved somehow. Um, you know, in, in two thousand and five in our previous election, um, barely anyone was using Facebook in this country and but by the time of two thousand and ten everyone was. So they knew they had to get involved. I think generally the problem politicians have is, is is they're very good at talking, but they're not used to necessarily listening and interacting. And engaging with an audience online, especially one as um intelligent as the mums that audience meant that uh, unless you interact and unless you have some sort of authenticity in conversation, they will find you out, Uh, and Mumsnet is duly did. and I think if if politicians have anything to learn really from the Mumsnet experience is that when you engage in online media and online discussion, it's as important to listen as to to talk, Uh, and I think it was jolly good practice for them, and actually... Subsequently, some of the conversations that our members have with them have led to policy changes, and that's great because I think the more politicians listen to real people, the better that we'll all do, really.
2: Absolutely agreed. Here, here, and it's it's kind of the power of the people put into perspective and into real time on the internet. Um, and it has been a learning along the way, hasn't it, with Mumsnet over the past ten years. I I was reading that there was a bit of controversial news with a libel suit a few years back, creating some buzz. Talk a little bit about that and what you learned from from that experience
3: yeah i mean we're we're very vulnerable particularly in the u k with our libel laws um we don't have um that great amendment that you have um basically um anyone can sue us um we don't, we the right to sort of prove the libel is is with the with with the defendant not the litigant so so we're in a, a a vulnerable position as an internet publisher because we have you know upwards of twenty five thousand posts on our website a day uh, and we don't pre moderate them um, so we are vulnerable if people put um, libellous things up. Um, the law is not very clear on whether that's our responsibility or whether we're an innocent facilitator. Um, we had a we had a um, situation with a well-known sort of parenting guru here, um, where she was sort of hell bent on sort of suing us, I think, and and and, cause it, and taking us down. Um, and um, I think what we learned from that was actually, uh, funnily enough that you're safest within within our boundaries of our law to moderate if you moderate less not more the uh, mm-hmm. the more you look like that you have some control over what's put up on your website the more liable you are in the eyes of the law which is not a great thing i think but that's the way the law stands here um i think you know we also took um steps to involve all our community in reporting things which May cross boundaries, and that goes for um, all our guidelines. You know, we we rely on our community to be our policemen, if you like, our eyes and ears. Um, and I think collectively, as a community, the community has taken that on now. Um, and I don't think if if that case happened again in 2010, I think. Um, Probably we would have been in a stronger position because we're all that much more educated and I don't just mean the people who work at Momsdale, I mean our users and members in in the laws of libel and what it means and uh, how quickly we need to respond.
2: Well, and it's such a brand new world, right? I mean, even today in 2010, I think we're still learning about the boundaries of the Internet and engagement on the Internet. And, um, you know, unfortunately, many of us have to learn the hard way, right? But. Um, yeah. It is what it is, and you come on out on the other side hopefully a little bit a little bit stronger. Um, now, both you and your co-founder, Carrie, are, are former journalists, and that really caught my eye because um, I, too, am a for- former journalist. I actually still consider myself a journalist. I think once a journalist, always a journalist. Um, I've been out of TV uh, here in the United States for about eight years. But I, I would imagine that your journalistic approach, kind of your journalistic background has really played well there at Mumsnet. You've kind of used it um, to to help what you do there on the site. Am I right?
3: I think, yes. I mean, we we don't put that much content up ourselves. So I think what we realized pretty early on was that the Internet has no locks and you can't stop people leaving and you can't stop people... Um, discussing your competitors and even recommending your competitors. And if you try to, uh, ultimately, people will think, well, there's something better out there. If you try to sort of delete every reference to a competitor or or, um, create some barrier to exit, then you're merely going to um, persuade people that they don't need to be there. In other words, the only weapon you have, really, is um, is, uh, to make people think that they belong and uh, to allow them to say, um, so they don't feel penned in. Um, and I think we realized that quite early on, that actually um, this is a, a, a very competitive industry. Um, and to, to stop people sort of moving elsewhere, you need to you need to listen to your audience very, very carefully and not try and um, keep them penned in. And, and that was something that I don't know if that's to do with being a journalist. It possibly is to do with listening and maybe journalists sort of get taught the skill of listening um, but anyway, I think that is uh, why some websites failed to flourish uh, is because they were they were too anti competitive and I think there is a spirit about the internet which is about sharing and if someone recommends one of our so-called competitors because they're offering some good advice or there's a great conversation on there then that's great because actually we're all about making parents' lives easier um, that's our motto so. and if there's good information elsewhere we're very happy for people to post it up uh, and to And to go off and get it uh, as long as they come back, and they will if you let them go
2: mm-hmm. absolutely give them the freedom to do that, and it will clearly come back to you in spades well we 're going to take yeah. a quick break, Justine, but when we come back, I would love to talk a little bit more about mum 's Net, the future of mum 's net, and whether mum 's net will will play globally more on that when purserings returns after the break.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Hey, Joel calm here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, how to run an online business that pays and pays. I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K A C H I N G book.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOFox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. <laughs> Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOFox.com. That's SEOFox.com. My afcon 2010com My.AFCON2010.com Your social media source for AFCON2010. The Trade Show, where affiliates always attend for free. Sign up today at My.AFCON2010.com Check out photos and videos from our past events. Plus, check out our blog and discussion forums. Start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at My.AFCON2010.com Sign up today at myafcon 2010.com. Advance your affiliate marketing
1: efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back
2: with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Justine Roberts, the co founder of one of Britain's most popular sites, most powerful sites as well, called Mumsnet. We've been spending the last few minutes talking about Mumsnet, uh, the, the power of the people, of the women, uh, the community on Mumsnet, and really the impact that that has had on uh, Britain's general election. But beyond that, Justine, I'm curious does Mumsnet play outside of, of Britain? Um, are you finding that your community is comprised of women from all over the world or are they mostly in Great Britain? And do you consider maybe creating a Mumsnet for, for other countries? Has that ever entered your mind?
3: Um, well, it, we do have um, about 12% of our users are from other countries. They're mostly English-speaking countries and, and 7% or so would be from the United States, actually. Um I think we've been, you know, we're very focused on being the, the, as best as we can be, um, and I think once we've got to the stage where we think we can't be any better, we would then um, couldn't contemplate trying to replicate the formula elsewhere, but we're not um, under any illusions. I think, uh, you know, it's an incredibly competitive global markets out there, and also I think these things take quite some time to build. They build organically and uh I don't think you can sort of rush into a market and um, throw sort of a lot of um, money or, or, you know, SEO expertise. That isn't the way to build a community. The way to build a community is, is one by one by one. And that's how we've built net And I think you'd have to sort of be prepared to pay, play the long game um, in other markets as well. Um, and... Um, probably it would require local expertise um and some patience so um probably a lot of focus and we'll 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 consider it certainly if we felt that uh, we'd we'd done everything we can do in the UK i'm not sure we're quite yet there uh, quite there yet
2: no and you you've got a lot of work still to do I'm sure in in the UK I mean you the success of Mumsnet has spun off Mumsnet books which I found to be uh pretty intriguing tell us a little bit about the the set of Mumsnet books were they really re- re- the result of the site's popularity were were you finding out that moms were asking you for them kind of what how did that all start
3: Um well no really it was a, an effort to make some money um there was a period I'm sure you remember um about uh five well five to seven years ago when it looked like uh, no website was ever going to generate mm. any income um and we sort of thought well if we can't make money out of online content how about we take some of this great content and put it offline um so we yes we've we've done a series of books which have been um you know great to do and, and popular um and there are good adjuncts to what we do i think um Thankfully, over the last few years, the Internet itself has appeared to be uh, a better place to try and generate revenue. So um, I don't think we need to look for that many other offline opportunities, although obviously anything that makes sense to do, we'll give it a go, because uh, we think our our community um, comes up with some really great solutions and advice to um, problems that we all grapple with. Um, And, you know, one of the other interesting things about Mums Men is very little of the conversation these days is actually about pure parenting issues. Um, Our popular forums are much more um, around the things that women would talk about generally. Um, And um, so there's a lot of other content out there beyond sort of pregnancy and babies and toddlers, for sure.
2: Yeah, right. It's more kind of a more broad perspective, if you will, of a a woman's life. Um, Mm. What... You know, you've had the first 10 years of Mumsnet. I'm sure you're planning for at least another 10 years. What what lies ahead for Mumsnet? What's on the horizon?
3: Uh, well, as I say, I think we want to be the best at, at what we do. And and right now I think we run great forums, but we could certainly do better at, um, um, you know, putting people in touch locally. Um, we're, we're heavily involved in some work with the government to do with various campaigns around... Um, you know, combating the premature commercialization and sexualization of young girls and body confidence and things like that, which our members are really interested in, we want to carry on doing um things that are important to you know trying to extend that um political voice into actual action uh, for things that are important to our community we 'd love to get more involved in the blogging space, I think as well um because there are an awful lot of wannabe writers um great writers on Mumsnet net that. Uh, could do with an outlet, and I think in the UK there's a space in that market. So I think we want to sort of extend the things we do for our community into, um, you know, the online space, and um, what they do we'd like to offer them uh, and do it as well as possible and try and be the best at it. And as I say, if we ever get to the point where we feel we're doing things very, very well, then we'll look to other markets as well. (laughs)
2: Well, I wish you the best of luck. Continued success with Mums and Net, no matter where you take take the site or wherever the Mum's and Netters allow you to take the site, I should say. Justine, thank you so much for being on Purse Strings today.
3: You're very welcome. Nice to speak to you.
2: And for everybody out there uh, to learn more about MumsNet, please, I urge you go on to mumsnet.com to learn all that you can and participate, if you would, on, on some of those community sites. Thank you to producer George for another great show. And speaking of soccer moms, as Justine brought up a little bit earlier in the show, um, I have a, a, a world class soccer mom on the show next week. Michelle Miller is the founder of Wonder Branding and one of the strongest voices in the marketing and women's space here in the United States. Michelle's a blogger, a partner in the agency called Wizard of Ads and a co-author. We've actually spoken with her co-author, Holly Buchanan. Together they penned the book called The Soccer Mom Myth. We're going to be talking to Michelle Miller right here on Purse Strings. That's next week, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one.